1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's May 17th, it is 2023. We have seven games on the main slate to talk about here on
2: today's podcast. Join my buddy Tim Buell, Tasteful Tides. Tim, what's happening, my friend? Not much, Stevie. Uh, Well, I watched a little bit of that uh, NBA draft lottery. I don't know if you saw that at all, but uh, how good does San Antonio run? I mean that's just that's just incredible. I, I just, I mean, I don't know if that's the best spot for him to end up in San Antonio, but I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited to watch that whole uh, that whole thing pan out for the next few years to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the best spot either, but you know, you look at that team and you're like, hey, you know, there's obviously going to be a road DFS wise and betting wise for some yeah. production. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm not in the in the market of like being a fan of the Spurs so I mean the Magic I I mean I think we have two first round picks like in the top 14
2: or something so yeah you got got yeah you got 11 and 6 I think
1: yeah so two picks in the top 11 so um yeah very happy you know as far as being a Magic fan and I know you know you're just kind of lost without hockey playoffs going on but um you watch an nba draft but hey listen the 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 hurricanes and panthers will be here soon enough Uh, i'm excited for the stars and golden knight series i think that's gonna be an awesome series so
2: it really is it it is gonna be a really really awesome series and you know i don't think the nhl quite got what they wanted uh in terms of the you know the final couple teams here but you know it's it's still great hockey and i'm i'm excited to see uh what happens, I, I think I actually think the Hurricanes are going to win it all, but I could be wrong.
1: I, I mean, I think – I mean, we keep – I mean, it, uh, not me. I, I just like – I enjoy playoff hockey, but, I mean, I feel like mm. – I feel like the Panthers have been overlooked all playoffs and they just keep winning. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think we can just write them off yet. So, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. So, um, yeah, I mean, NBA playoffs in full swing – NHL playoffs in full swing, and we got baseball over a month into the season now. A lot of data to go through, a lot of stuff to talk about. So, what's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday night, and um, thank you for hanging out with us here live. Let's uh, let's jump in and get started. We start with Yankees at Blue Jays, eight and a half total in this game. Pick'em game. Cole and Bassett, Garrett Cole is a pick'em against Chris Bassett. Um, I'm just <laughs> it blew my mind when I saw that line earlier tonight. Um, so I always find that interesting. Garrett Cole, 11-5, really expensive. Um, I mean, he's Garrett Cole. He's a 27% K rate. He's a really good strikeout pitcher. He's elite uh, against both sides of the plate. I mean, it's hard not even at this price tag on a seven-game slate not to have Cole up towards the top. The only thing that I will mention is is the best strikeout pitcher in baseball is also on the slate with Spencer Strider. So it's not like Cole is an automatic lock today um, as the top overall arm, but I do think Cole is going to have lower ownership than Spencer Strider today. So what's your thoughts here on Garrett Cole?
2: Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it perfectly. Like Cole is obviously one of the most elite pitchers in all of baseball. Um, I think that it's going to be hard, I think to pair Strider and Cole so Cole is best used as, as I think, I think he's going to be leveraged. Cause I think Strider is going to be uh, more highly owned than Cole. And because I think people are going to be a little bit um, hesitant with this matchup going against Toronto, although Vlad did leave the game uh, on Tuesday night. So I'm not sure kind of what his status is going to be. So that could end up making a difference. Uh, the only other thing that I would say about Cole that's a little bit concerning is that his swing strike percentage is actually, you know, about three to 4% lower uh, than it has been in past years. Um, so I don't know if we're starting to see a little bit of a decline with him. I mean, obviously he's still super, super elite, and we'll have to see kind of like what the public says about Strider. Um, so if, if Cole's going to be significantly lower owned, then I, he's obviously fine for tournaments. Whereas most likely Strider is the more ideal candidate for cash games.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the strikeout rate down for Cole a little bit, he was 32. I mean, a little bit, 5% is a lot um, when you're looking at strikeout rates. So 32.4% last season, he's at 27.4. But like digging through his advanced numbers, there's not a lot of difference. Um, I will say, the cutter is a, a pitch that he's not using as much this year. And that was one of his like go-to pitches. Um, so using a little bit more fastball, maybe that's, you know, generating less strikeouts uh, because I mean the cutter last year was like a 20% ish. I think it was 18 to 20% like put away pitch for him last year. So not using that a lot. And honestly, he's just not getting a lot of whips on the curveball. Like you look at, the whiff rate for the curveball last season 17%. This year or this year 17%. Last year 37%. So the curveball is the biggest like thing for Garrett Cole right now. He's just not generating as much vertical movement on the curveball or horizontal movement, I guess. Um, so it's it's interesting. Do we think that's a potential fix? Sure. Um, do we still think Garrett Cole is one of the best pitchers in baseball? Yes. Um so, but if we're going to be nitpicky, because I mean, these two guys are really expensive. Like, it's not even close to the best pitcher strikeout wise in, in baseballs this year. Um, you know, we talked about it the other day. Like, this guy Spencer Strider has a twenty point three percent swinging strike rate. Derek Cole's not even in the top thirty. So, um, good point. Great point. Um, Derek, we were talking about
2: that pre-show we call it core slates gotta love them gotta hate them oh man i'm so i'm so (laughs) sick of course slates already and we only we only had two this week and i'm already over it i'm so glad they're not not on this main slate (laughs) (laughs) um yeah
1: i mean it's it's always interesting when you have cores um i mean it's so like you have two really bad pitchers and they both pitch well and it's just like
2: yeah you know, that's just how it goes. Um, and and Nick Nixon Enzell's my low my Nick Zell's my low stone red, and he of course hits a home run, but I'm already so dead, it doesn't it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, speaking of course slates, tomorrow's five game slate, I'll be on um, Grinders Live tomorrow morning with Dean. Um, if you want to hear thoughts on that five game slate, so there you go. All right, let's. Oh, we got to talk about Bassett. Bassett 7,400 coming off of a a complete game shutout against the Atlanta Braves. Definitely one of his better games. I don't even know if I'd say this year, probably one of the better games for him in his career. Um, Just pitch lights out in that game. It's back-to-back games where he's had like really strong outings. One was against Pittsburgh, to be expected. And then the other was against Atlanta. And Atlanta's a great team. We'd like to target... High strikeout pitchers against this team. I played Gaussman um, quite a bit in tournaments tonight. Um, I am on the fence on Bassett today. I think there is plenty of strikeout upside in this lineup. Um,
2: what are your thoughts on Bassett? I'm going kind of on the fence also. Um, it's obviously not a great spot. Bassett's kind of like, a, he hovers around like the 20% K rate, maybe 21% K rate. The walks have been over, over 11% so far this season. So that's kind of a little bit worrisome. Yeah, he's been on fire his last two starts. Um, I I'm uh, I guess I'm neutral to it. Um, he might be a guy that like I would say you come in at the field like whatever ownership's gonna be. Like if he's gonna be like ten percent, I would just match it. If I was making twenty teams or or one fifty maxing, I don't think he's realistically gonna make my one to three lineup like my three max pool. Uh, I just I don't see that really happening for this slate but i also wouldn't necessarily fault anybody if they wanted to take a shot on him but i just i I know that he's flashed the ceiling i just don't see that he's gonna hit his ceiling in this matchup that that really that many times
1: yeah, a tough matchup. Um, his walks concern me. I mean, this is a team that has so much power that, like, if he starts to struggle walking guys, that they can punish him with a, one or two big hits. Um, so that's why I'm on the fence. I will say, like, I'm gonna have interest in Cole and Strider, So finding that like mid-range SP two um, is somewhat tough today. You know, I think yeah. there's there's a couple options, but uh, it's it's tougher today than it is. Um, on like a 12 game slate. So stock bats, any interest here in
2: the Yankees? I think you have to have some interest, but uh, it's not really like a Like a. don't think they're going to be like a top five stack, even on this kind of shortish slate. Um, Obviously Aaron judge can always be a great, a great one-off, especially if he's going to go low owns. Like we've seen him, this week at like five percent ownership go for like you know 30 fantasy points so it's like you know if he's going to be a forgotten guy that you could definitely add him to any any you know any amount that you want in tournaments labor torres is always interesting because second base is usually a very very weak position and we know that he's got a high upside um and then i'm assuming jake bowers will be in the lineup He's been priced like he does come with pinch, pinch hit risk, but he's super, super cheap. So if you want to somehow try to jam in goal Strider, he might be one of those guys you have to put into your team.
1: Yeah. I, I like the Bowers call. He's been hitting lead off um, here recently Two K for some reason, they don't want to price these guys up. Um, so don't mind taking advantage of the, the, I mean, the salary savings for Bowers. He's a power guy um, hitting lead off. He's been getting on base lately. And I mean, he stole a base the other night. Like it was that you don't have, to, like you're not going to expect that every night from Jake Bowers. I'm just saying it's nice to kind of get a
2: stolen base for him. So, um, any interest in the Toronto bats against Cole? Uh, not as, not as a full stack, but I mean, Cole does, you know, he does sometimes give a home run. So if you like want a one off a of Vlad or one off a of Springer or Chapman or Burchette, uh in a lineup here and there i think that's a really really strong play and you know they're going to be very extremely low owned so um i I, again i wouldn't stack them but just getting a couple one-offs i think is a great play all right we got seattle at boston nine and a half
1: total in this game the red sox a slight favorite on most books um gonzalez going up against my boy um Bayo. Sorry. Um, Yeah. Marco Gonzalez, 7,100 here. Red Sox better against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching, but I still don't think I can play Marco Gonzalez today.
2: Yeah. I, I I think Mark Gonzalez is a pretty, pretty easy cross off. I mean, he's just, He's just not like an elite fantasy option. He's not a high strikeout guy. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't really do anything particularly well that we that we want in in fantasy. And it's not like, I mean, he is pretty cheap, but there are more talented pitchers on the slate that are coming in cheaper than he is. So for me, he's he would be. I think I would x him out even in like a one fifty setting. Like I, I really don't have any interest in, in him at all.
1: Low strikeouts, high XFIP, very hittable pitcher. I I mean, he's even, like, generating – he's not generating as many ground balls here recently either. Um, So that obviously doesn't help. Uh, Bayo on the other side of this game, 5,700 just seems too cheap. Um, I I mean, if we're looking at just pure on, like, ceiling and upside – like, this is a uh, one of the top pitching prospects in baseball um, coming into last year. He's been kind of shaky. But if we look at it, man, 3.7 3, 3. XFIP, 22.5% Ks, 11.7% swing and strike rate. We know there's plenty of strikeouts in the Seattle lineup. Like, I don't love the ballpark. I, I, there's a ton of power in the Seattle lineup. Don't get me wrong. But Bayo at 5,700 just seems underpriced today.
2: I love Bayo. I mean, I think that he is, I mean, he is by far my favorite of these cheap options. Like you can go Strider Bayo and then you can do basically whatever you want. Right. Like I, I, I love that. I think uh, there'll be some more popular pitchers that people will go to in the mid range that we'll get to later on in the show. Um, but it's, I, I, I really like Bayo um uh, uh, i hope that he's doesn't really project well tomorrow uh so that he'll come in lower owned right like i i think he's a great play and i think he's just way 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 too cheap
1: yeah i mean it's it's a pricing thing for me um yeah. in 150 like i'm getting exposure to Bayo and i'm getting exposure to Seattle bats because i i could see yeah the yeah. the upside in the Seattle bats is there but i mean overall if you look at this lineup there's I mean the lineup they rolled out today like uh, 25% K for Rodriguez, 25 for Suarez, 29 for Riley, um, 33 and a half percent for Hernandez, Tremil, 37 and a half percent. So like there is plenty of strikeout upside in this lineup. I mean, you got guys like France and Crawford at the top that don't hit for a ton of power, but they put the ball in play a lot. So I mean I think Bayo at this price is great. He's going to give up a run or two. He's going to give up a home run or two. Um, you're just hoping for five to eight Ks, five to six innings and get you like 18 at 5,700. I think that's fine. Um, yeah. Richie Richie wants to know how chalky we think that combination would be. I mean, if, if Adam Wainwright wasn't 5,400, I would say Bayo combination, probably really chalky. I think with Wainwright being $3,000 too cheap, um, could potentially help that. Wainwright's going to project well. He has, uh, I mean, years of good projected, like, ratings and stuff. And, I mean, it's not like the Brewers are a great offense. So, um, I think projections-wise.
2: Yeah. Ian, I, and, gonna, I, yeah. Think, I think Strider and Burns is going to be the chalk.
1: Yeah. Uh maybe. Uh, Burns having the
2: monster game finally um, kind of worked out. You know, Burn. You know Burns is going to be projecting really well tomorrow. Like, you know that he is against all those righties. Like, he. You know, I. I think. I think Burns is going to be like that mid-range chalk. So I-, I don't know if going to Strider Bayo is going to be like a very very popular option.
1: Also, um, God, there's some pictures. Uh, let's keep going. There's pitchers yeah. I like today. This is a know, really interesting slate. It's a very,
2: this is a very, very interesting slate. I really, really like this slate.
1: Um, as far as Seattle bats, I mean, he gives up a ton of hard contact. He does generate a lot of ground balls. There's not a big like fly ball hitter in this lineup outside of Riley. So like my favorite would be like Rodriguez or Riley. But honestly, this is definitely a stack you could look at as well. It's a great ballpark um, in Fenway. You know, there's right-handed and left-handed power in this lineup. So if Bayo is not pitching well, it could go really well. But, I mean, this, this kid's generating 62% ground balls this year. So, uh, I mean, he's going to give up a home run or two. Uh, it's just – I don't know if he gets blown up in this spot. Kind of why I have interest in him on the other side.
2: Yeah, um, I don't really have much interest in Seattle. Like, obviously, keep an eye out for the weather. This is a great home run park. Like, if it's super, super hot, wind blowing out. Maybe we change our stance on on Bayo, but um, you know Seattle is a talented team. But Bayo is like he's, his walks are down too. Like everything's really pointing to me that like this kid's going to start delivering what we all expected him to. And um, I'm kind of I'm not really in on Seattle very much.
1: As a Sox fan, I hope that happens, um, <laughs> Marco. Marco Gonzalez is someone I don't mind picking on. Like I said, uh, when we were talking about him, he's definitely giving up more fly balls this year, um, giving up more home runs as well. And, I mean, obviously you got Turner, who should hit well here. Um, the guy that I really have a lot of interest in, I, I want to see where he hits in this lineup. He's really cheap. Um, we talked about, like, second base being a position that's kind of hit or miss, but Pablo Reyes is someone that's up with the big league club right now. He's 2k on FanDuel. He's minimum price on Yahoo and he's 2.5k on DraftKings. If he can slide ahead of some of these lefties and maybe hit in this like five or six hole today could Mm -hmm. be great value. Um, So that's what I'm watching because he is so cheap. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope he cracks the lineup. Um, I know that Arroyo's not even close to getting back. So like, I think he'll be in the lineup today. I would be shocked if he's not in the lineup today. Uh, the other one that I want to see if is in the lineup or not. I know that like they've talked about moving this guy, but if Dahlbeck is in the lineup or not, he's a guy with some young power. Be a great spot for him to go out and hit a home run and then get traded. Um, so <laughs> play definitely
2: some cheap bats to potentially look at here. Um, yeah. Don't don't forget about Devers. I mean a lot of people shy away from left on left, but I mean Marco's not gonna be striking anybody out. So I think that Devers is gonna be hitting the ball, he's gonna be hitting the ball hard. So don't forget about Devers as like a tournament option that I don't think is gonna be very chalky.
1: Nick Allen just hit a home run. If anybody was watching YouTube and watched my facial reaction. Oh. I have that game stacked every which way and I don't have any Nick Allen. So oh, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Oh, right. Tampa Bay at New York facing the Mets today. No total in this game. We know Singa is pitching for the Mets. It sounds like it's going to be Taj Bradley or Cooper Criswell pitching for Tampa. Um, And I've seen it either way, both ways. I don't know who's going to pitch. Um, yeah, so, I,
2: I had it as Bradley,
1: but maybe I was wrong. I, I um, mean, Mark Tompkin is the beat reporter for the Rays um, for the Tampa Bay Times, and he's one of the guys that I, I trust a lot, and he says yeah. it could be either one of these guys. So okay. um, great follow, by the way, if you're into following beat writers. He's been doing it for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, And like when the – it was he was like one of the best follows when like the opener situation was happening with Tampa all the time. Mm, yep. So, but yeah, I mean, Bradley is nine K against the Mets. He showed some promise in a little bit of a short stint that he was up with the club earlier this year. I mean, nine K is a tough price tag against a Mets offense. Uh, if it is
2: Bradley, are we paying this price for him? I, I would say no way. Like he's more of like a twenty two percent AAA, twenty two percent K rate guy in, in AAA. Like he's not. He's had he had a couple huge games at the at the major league level, uh, but that's not really who he is. Um, so I think he's, he's an uber
1: prospect for what it's
2: worth. Like yeah, no, I know but,
1: baseball. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, but he hasn't really shown that elite K stuff in in the minors. I guess is what I'm saying. I agree with you. His pedigree is amazing. Like he he probably is going to be like an elite talent. I just don't know if he's quite there yet. And I think that his price is inflated because of what we've seen in a very, very small sample size. And like you said, uh, against the Mets, it's a really, really bad spot. So, I mean, not the worst spot, but it's it's pretty bad. And I think his price is just too high.
1: Yeah. Cooper Criswell, by the way, not a big strikeout pitcher. Um, and tends to struggle with command. Also, like overall, I feel like Tampa with the injuries that they have right now, like I'm not saying they're forced to call up Taj Bradley, but they need quality pitching. And like, I mean, this kid has uber talent, you know, you don't get to be number two in your team's like prospect ranking by not being talented top 50 in baseball um, coming into the season. So good command above average fastball above average slider like that's that's solid stuff so um if he was at 9k i think i'd have more interest in him here like if he's yeah. 7500 we're talking more about this um i mean we yeah. just watched Torino's pitch really good um yeah uh, dean wants to know in chat why you're hating on his Panthers so much
2: Because, I mean, I've got my reasons, Dean. I'm, I'm I'm sick of the Panthers. They're a bunch of frauds. Bobrovsky's a fraud. That's that's just what it is. So, so I'm sorry, Dean. Shots
1: fired. All right, Um, right. I'm on the fence on Bradley, man. They, I mean, the Mets he's lineup too, that he's they... He's too
2: expensive. He's too expensive. Yeah.
1: But the Mets lineup that they rolled out on Tuesday, just no power outside of Alonzo. So... I don't know. The Mets lineup, the strikeouts are not there, but if this guy can continue with the big strikeout rate, uh, for what it's worth, like we saw him pitch a little bit, you're not going to sustain a 38% K rate with a 12% swinging strike rate. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Singa, hey, 9,700 for Singa going up against Tampa. Uh,
2: what are the easiest fades on the slate for me? I completely agree. I was, I was worried you were going to say something else. Um, no, too expensive. Yeah, he's way too expensive. This matchup's way too tough. Um, I actually don't mind getting to some Rays bats just because I think people are going to be kind of scared off this matchup. But the Rays are just so they're just so talented, and they could just break the slate every single night. So, I think the Rays make for a really really strong contrarian stack. Um, and I have absolutely no interest in Senga.
1: Yeah, um, he's just too expensive and a tough matchup. Um, can't do it. We're going to St. Louis where we got Brewers and Cardinals, eight total. Uh, Brewers, a slight 118 favorite here. Burns and Wainwright facing off against each other. Burns looked great in his last start. Um, Finally kind of having a a start where he was dominant. Still walked four people. I mean, that's still like the concern that like the command is still the concern for me when it comes to Corbin Burns. Um, 8,600 for Burns. What's your
2: thoughts? I I really like him. I'm just worried that his ownership is going to get way too high. Um, I'm not so concerned. Like, I still believe in his long-term talent. I don't really believe in the St. Louis team with all these righties. So, I'm really high on Burns. Yeah, I
1: mean, the St. Louis lineup is very good uh, when they're hitting. Uh, They're one of the best teams in baseball. They just haven't been hitting to start the year. So, I think Burns is a a guy where if he's going to be really chalky, I might get off of him. Um, because I mean, his struggles this year has been righties. Like it's just, you know, I talked a little bit last time we had him, um, about like the concerns of like the velocity and the movement of his pitches a little bit being down. Um, they were still down against Kansas city for what it's worth. So it wasn't like he just found everything in Kansas city, just faced a bad offense. Um, I, I worry about Burns in this spot. If he's uber chalky, I might be underweight on him in this slate. So,
2: I don't mind that call. Um, I just, I, I guess, I just like to wait and see what his ownership is going to be. But I, I, I really like his long-term skill set.
1: Oh no, no, no! Listen, I am a very firm believer that Corbin Burns is going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball by the end of the year. Not saying that. I'm just saying with his struggles to righties, with the low strikeout rates of the Cardinals, with their high walk rates, and his command issues, like. There's a recipe for Burns to fail, and if he's going to be like chalky on a seven-game slate, I can see being underweight on him. That's all. Yep, yep. I like to play devil's advocate. That's what I. I know. Uh, I hear
2: you. I hear you, man. Yeah. Um,
1: Wainwright is 5400. I already said that. I feel like Wainwright is way underpriced. Um, today, not saying Milwaukee. They are way worse against left-handed pitching than they are against right-handed pitching. Wainwright and his two starts has not looked great at all. But Adam Wainwright should never be fifty four hundred, um, like ever. Like he should never be fifty four hundred. Like he went out and he got crushed against the Red Sox last time out, and they lowered his price two k. I think he's worth mentioning that he is a solid punt option today because he's at punt price. He's the lowest price pitcher
2: on DraftKings today. I don't mind him. I just like Bayo better. Oh, I like I Bayo thought.
1: better too. That's that's my uh, thought. You know yeah. what I
2: mean? Like. It's like, I don't mind Wainwright. I just think Bayo is a, a way, way, way better play. Um, Wainwright could obviously be fine in this matchup. And you're right. He is way too cheap, but so is Bayo. So I, I'd much rather, t- I, I hope Wainwright comes in higher on than Bayo. I hope he's projected better. I think that's an amazing pivot to go to Bayo. Um, I, I don't mind Wainwright, I, but there's no way I'm going to play him if he's chalky. Like no, no chance. Yeah.
1: I will say I watched some of that start um, against the Red Sox. I tend to watch Red Sox games. I say it all the time, but um, he actually didn't look bad through the first three or four innings. I think he gave up a couple runs in the second or third inning and then like gave up back-to-back home runs in the fifth. Um, So kind of towards the end. And that could be just, you know, stamina, um, you know, from not pitching being out. So I think Wainwright's in play. I'm with you. I like Bayo better. Uh, we talked about him. As far as the Milwaukee Bats, uh, Yelich is banged up right now. One of the reasons mm-hmm. that I think that um, could be a good, better spot for Wainwright if Yelich is still out because it's a back issue, and this mm-hmm. guy has had back issues for the last couple of seasons. Um, went from being one of the best hitters in baseball to having back issues. So, um, so if he's out of the lineup, you know we're potentially looking at a little bit of value here. I think Adamus at 4k and Telus at 4,300 would be my two favorite bats from Milwaukee today.
2: Yeah, I, I really like Telez, especially if Wayne going to be chalky. I think that would make for like a really good contrarian stack. Um, but yeah, I really like Adamus too. T- Telez, uh Bryce, Bryce Turang, I think his name is. I might have pronounced that wrong. Uh, he would make for a really strong play as well. Um, but yeah. It really depends on St. Louis uh, Wainwright's ownership. How much I would get to Milwaukee if he's going to be chalky, I would really load up on Milwaukee. Um,
1: St. Louis bats against Burns. I mean, I think it's an interesting contrarian stack if Burns is going to be super chalky. Um, but I don't think I'm playing. I
2: personally am not playing like one off from this team today. I I agree with that completely. I I, I really don't have any interest in St. Louis bats. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to side with Burns. Kick off
1: the new year with new gear. Built to last, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers... The most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair. Even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to Fight Hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best year deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code ROTOGRINDERS for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We got Braves. We got Rangers. Seven and a half total in this game. Braves, a 162 favorite. We got Strider. We got Evaldi. Um, Listen, I, Texas has been solid this year. Um, I'm not a, I'm not going to hate on this team. They've been a top five team in baseball against Ryan and pitching this year. Spencer Strider is just the best strikeout pitcher in baseball right now. And anytime he's going to be on the hill, I don't care who he's facing, I'm going to have interest in him at this point. So, I, I mean – He's going to continue to be the top arm for me on any slate. He might get touched up for a run or two in this game. But, I mean, you can almost say, like, this is a guy we're locking in for eight-plus strikeouts every start right now.
2: Yeah, like, I have absolutely, like, I love Strider. Like, his, um, you know, he strikes out so many guys. His pitch count gets elevated. But, like, who cares? (laughs) Like, he's going to strike out – you know 11 guys and um you know it's just i i love him i'd much rather get to him than cole um i will pay the 500 hundred dollar extra on dk um it's just i think it's an easy choice Strider's is definitely the guy for cash games and I, I i really like the matchup so i i'm i'm all about strider i would plan on getting overweight him in tournaments i don't care the ownership and um yeah. So, I mean, he's – I think he's the best fantasy asset in baseball right now.
1: Yeah, just fantastic strikeout pitcher. His numbers are – they're just nutty. Um, they're elite. They're beyond elite. They're best in baseball kind of thing. So, uh, Nathan Eovaldi on the other side of this game, 10-1 for Iavaldi. He's been someone that – I mean, I have no issues playing him in certain matchups. Uh, obviously, last time out against Oakland – He's thrown over eight innings in three straight games. Um, I mean, this is just a tough matchup. But, I mean, I think we have to respect the fact, like, Nathan evaldi has been pitching great. Atlanta is a strikeout team. Like, he might be that, like, sneaky leverage pitcher today over Garrett Cole. I mean, he's had better strikeout stuff than Garrett Cole this year.
2: Yeah, um, I have a, no issue with him in tournaments at all. Um, obviously, Cole is probably safer. But he definitely is a better play than Senga or uh, whoever's pitching for the Rays. So, like, if you need somebody else, that's like a pivot away from Cole. I have no issue getting to Uvaldi, but man, like, he's never been this expensive. I'd assume in like <laughs> his whole career of uh, being an MLB pitcher, like that's let's peak pricing. It's not a great matchup, but that should keep his ownership very, very low. So, if you want to do like a contrarian build of you know, double pay up and get some really, really cheap bats. I, it's okay. You know, like he's pitching great. You, you know, he's got a massive ceiling. Um, so I don't, I don't hate it.
1: I'm, just, I mean, it's just a, a chasing ceiling type of spot. Um,
2: I really don't have interest in bats in this game overall. Um, I, I don't either at all. I mean, you could always play, you could always play Acuna, you could always play these Atlanta guys, but really i i don't have that much interest we're moving along we got cleveland at chicago taking
1: on the white Sox today this game is currently at nine total um slightly pick them game very small favorite to the guardians um minus 116 clevenger and battenfield any interest here in battenfield going up against the white Sox?
2: Not really, just because I prefer getting to Bayo, I'd rather pitch Wainwright. To be honest, to be honest with you, over Battenfield. Um, no, I, I really don't have any interest in him at all, um, or or Clevenger, really. Yeah, no,
1: I not a ton of interest in Battenfield for me. Um, I made the mistake of playing him last time out against Detroit because his numbers were okay and they're bad, but that didn't work out. Um, I mean, I have slight interest in Clevenger today as like a cheap SP2 type play. Um, ben, He's been absolutely awful this season. Um, his XFIP is over six. I mean, it's not really helping my case, but I will say with Ramirez on the bereavement list, right? He's out. Yes. With, yeah, so with Ramirez. And and,
2: and and Naylor left
1: the game on Tuesday. Naylor, yeah, that's what I was about to say. So Naylor yeah. left the game, Ramirez out of lineup, This could be one of the weakest lineups we have all day. Um, So while I don't like Clevenger, I stack against him a lot. He might just draw like a really easy lineup today. Um, So I don't want to like instantly X him out because if Naylor's not in this lineup, they're likely not going to have a guy over 200 ISO. um, And maybe only one or two guys with Wobos over 300 total. So um, just could potentially just draw a really bad lineup. So um that's why i have some slight interest in clevenger here night before uh but it's a lineup thing
2: that's a good that's a good call stevie i forgot about ramirez being on the bereavement list and so yeah this could be end up being a really 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 watered down uh cleveland lineup
1: i mean they're already one of the worst teams in baseball against right-handed pitching and if you take out ramirez and Naylor in that lineup they just have no power whatsoever so yeah uh cleveland bats I mean, you can play Quan here. He's going to get on base a couple times in this game. It's just whether or not like he gets on base and seals a base, like kind of upside. Forty um, four hundred for a guy you're kind of banking on a stolen base from is kind of tough because he's not going to hit a home run unless it's just one of those random nights. Um, but he's probably my favorite play. Um, if Naylor's in the lineup, ton of interest in Naylor at thirty three hundred.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd rather. I, I like Jimenez too um just because it it kind of fills that weak second base position he's a little bit cheaper than kwan he does steal a couple bases here and there um but yeah um like rosario was 3700 but um i don't have a lot of interest in this cleveland team bat bats are bat the bats on the slate overall are a little bit weird right like there's not one like that's why i really like the slate for tournaments because there's not one team that's like yeah yeah you know like i can't wait to play this stack like there really isn't that that team on the slate white Sox bats against battenfield
1: um a team that could potentially go a little overlooked today just because of the slate not my favorite um ben Nintendi has been struggling but He's someone that I think is going to make good contact in this spot, um, facing a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to lefty. So a ground ball hitter like Ben Attendee could benefit. Moncada is a ground ball hitter. He could benefit from this spot. Sheets is someone that I, I've been playing a lot late, like recently. Um, I don't mind looking at maybe like a mini stack, uh, but Gavin Sheets at 2,500,
2: probably my favorite play from the White Sox today. This is definitely the team where, like, if you wanted to double up, pay up for pitching and then do, like, a full White Sox stack, this would this would be an okay play, right? Like, the White Sox are horrible, but like we said, there's not a lot of, like, high-end stacks that we really want to get to in this league. So if you wanted to do, like, a Strider, Cole, then you get to, you know, Sheets and a couple of other, you know, Ben and a couple of these other cheap Chicago bats. I mean, I say that's a viable strategy, you know, like – You know, are they bad? Yes, but there really isn't a lot of opportunity cost, so I I I say that's an okay play.
1: All right, we got one more. We're finishing out with the. I mean, this slate's going to be over pretty early. Eight o'clock games on the East Coast. I know. I I
2: really like these. I, li- I really like these sprint slates, you know, like where everything just gets done quickly and then you're done. Like, I, I-, hey, I you're like those plates. You're
1: sweating out everything at one time. You're not waiting for the West Coast games to start. Right. Yeah. Cubs and Astros in Houston, uh, nine total in this game. The Astros, a 162 favorite. we got
2: Smiley and France facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Drew Smiley? So I've done three shows with you this year, and every single one of them has had Drew Smiley on them. <laughs> so because I know because you always love Drew Smiley. Not today. Um, not uh, yeah. I figured not today. <laughs> uh, I was like, it's like if he likes him today, then he's got a like a serious Drew Smiley problem. Um, but yeah, I don't have any interest in Drew Smiley. I do have a little bit in, in, bit of interest in JP France just because of that price and the matchup. Um, I think he'd be like a like a somewhat interesting SB2 as a pivot away from like Burns, um, like if Burns is super, super chalky. Um, but absolutely, uh, no thank you on Drew Smiley.
1: I do like Drew Smiley, and I like what he's doing. He's kind of reinvented himself, and he's been pitching great. This team doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. They strike out against right-handed pitching. They don't strike out against left-handed pitching. I think this is a tough spot for Smiley. I think there's a lot of pitchers on this slate. I'm not going to play um, – I'm not going to play Mr. Mr. Drew today. I do, ever do, however, have um, some slight interest in the other side of this game, though. Um, I mean, J.P. France has not been pitching terrible. My biggest concern is there's a lot of downside to not having strikeout upside on this slate. Um I think he goes out and he throws a solid game. I think the lineup potentially helps him with some strikeouts here today. What are your thoughts on JP France?
2: I really like him. Like I was saying, like I think he's a great contrarian play, like uh, as a pivot away from Burns in the mid range. Um, I I think he's he's obviously not like a great pitcher, but I think this matchup's really going to help him, and so I really like him for tournaments. Um, any interest in the Cubs bats today? No. I, I mean, I, I really don't have any. Be- Bellinger's day to day, Horners on the IL. That's a huge blow to the Cubs. So I, I'm 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 out on the Cubs. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be a really weak lineup. Um another like one of those lineups you gotta really be paying attention to. Uh Houston bats, I mean, I don't love the idea of like stacking against Smiley because he's just generating so much soft contact, but I mean, you're going to have a lot of balls put in play in this spot for Houston today.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind like an Alex Bregman or uh, like a obviously Jordan is always great, um, but yeah, I think they're better as like a skinny stack or mini stack, not a full stack. Um, but I, I, I don't mind getting you know attacking Smiley on the slate at all.
1: Reds and Rockies combined for four runs.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh. So What's wild.
1: crazy, and I talked about it on the podcast yesterday, and this is baseball variance at its best. But I would have stacked that game in pretty much any ballpark with those two pitchers. Um, it just doesn't work out sometimes. Um, so it's funny when it doesn't. And if you're a firm believer, like if you're Mister Mister Chief Justice, where you don't love stacking cores, um, tonight's one of those nights where you're probably looking really good. So. <laughs> All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here today. Seven-game seven slate, seven very fun. Um, again, I'll be on Grinders Live tomorrow morning, uh, breaking down the early slates under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Uh, JP Sears. You mean France? Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> France, yeah.
1: My bad. <laughs> uh, I'll go with my boy, um, Bayo from Boston. Yeah. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: Um, I hope. I wish we knew who was pitching for Tampa, but uh, I think it's going to be Bradley. Yeah, well, I'll take Senga just to be safe.
1: I'm going to go Corbin Burns. Don't ooh, have me.
2: Ooh. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? Uh, I'm going to go glaber torres all right
1: um the slate's really interesting for pitching i mean for bats like there's not like a team that's like jumping off the page to me and like i have to play hitters from that team today which i hate those kind of slates um yes i am definitely stalling um I know who my cheat bat is. Um, dang man. I like the Torres call. Cool. Give me, just... give me Nolan Arenado. Um, to hit another oh, one.
2: Oh wow.
1: Yeah, Dean. There's a <laughs> Grinders live early show tomorrow. Um, you should check the schedule, buddy. You're on it with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I have to do I have to do a, an early grinders live with him on Thursday It's nothing like waking up early hanging out with Dean like I mean talk about the ultimate ultimate black cloud day right like I think that I hope
1: there's an I, I have it on my schedule that there's an early show tomorrow but who's your favorite bat under 4k to get two
2: hits hmm. I'm gonna go Gavin cheats. All right. I like it. I love that pick,
1: by the way. But Rob Ref Snyder from Boston, 2800, potentially hits leadoff in this game. Um, Like him a lot today. Give me a stack to score six or more runs.
2: Hmm. That's tough on today's slate. Um, I'm going to go with the White Sox. Ooh, I like it. Um,
1: oh, the more that we like break down this slate, the more interest that I have in the Red Sox. So give me Boston to score six or more runs today.
2: All right, Tim, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I, I apologize about my camera. It was all foggy, so I didn't want to change it mid-show. So I apologize. I had to shut my camera off to people watching on YouTube and to you, That's Stevie.
1: Yeah, I don't care
2: um it's all good man we'll be back
1: thursday talking some more baseball hope everyone has a fantastic wednesday hope you tune in and hang out on the crashers live show with me and dean tomorrow morning even though he doesn't remember (laughs) about it but uh we We,
2: have we we hope uh, we hope dean shows up maybe maybe he doesn't even show up i don't know yeah he'll show up but (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you then.